you are warmly welcome to listen to Portfolio Management Back to Basics podcast by Thinking Portfolio. Six Characteristics of an Effective Project Management Officer Project management officers are vital to any business as they can take important decisions that lead to great ideas. While good PMOs are hard to find, great ones are even rarer. However, all good PMOs share certain traits and characteristics that make them an effective and valuable part of the team. Here are six of the best traits you should cultivate to become an effective and profitable project management officer in your organization. 1. Transparency PMOs today have great insight into the cost and progress of a particular project. They are also knowledgeable in handling and allocating the right resources for the right projects. An effective project management officer can distribute resource information, schedule, and talk about costs to the intended stakeholders to keep all involved parties abreast with the latest updates. 2. Consistency Good PMOs have consistent and repeated practices for project management that are continually used throughout the organization. To become a success, all projects are regarded with the same quality standards and other requirements. Good PMOs also eliminate redundancies and bureaucratic practices that affect projects. 3. Flexibility The ability to adapt to unique portfolio and project needs is a telltale sign of a good PMO. Project delivery styles are largely determined by organizational structures as centralized PMOs bring many benefits to the business itself. 4. Communication skills Communication skills is considered to be one of the most important traits of a successful executive, whether the CEO or the PMO. By creating a stable and transparent line of communication between the technical team, managers, executives, and stakeholders, a good PMO's abilities are judged based on his or her capability of communicating clearly and honestly. 5. Organization Organizational skills are critical for a PMO as they are responsible for scheduling and budgeting in the project. The ability to prioritize tasks, assets, as well as allocate resources and keep a constant tab on the budget is key to the success of any project. With the right organizational skills, a PMO can remain in control of the project and ensure that no resources are being wasted or misused. 6. Problem Solving Regardless of the nature, size, and urgency of a project, mistakes and problems are bound to emerge. Instead of panicking or playing the blame game, a good PMO determines the cause of the problem and takes immediate steps to rectify the mistake. By effectively handling difficult solutions and taking brave decisions, a project management officer can make a big difference in a project's outcome. Top 5 Skills of a Project Management Officer Each business has a separate department for project management. And while the roles and responsibilities vary, some skills remain a prerequisite. The job profile of the project management officer changes from company to company and mainly depends on the size and nature of the business. It also depends on the stage of project implementation. Regardless of these differences, here are five essential skills that are important for any PMO. Organization. Needless to say, the job of a project management officer requires a fair share of multitasking. Apart from handling different aspects of a single project, you may be required to supervise multiple projects at a time. With the right organizational strategies, you can manage and monitor tasks, statistics, and information in a simplified manner. 
By staying up to date on all of the essential details necessary for each project, you can prevent a number of problems in the future. Apart from handling larger and more significant tasks in a project, you should also take organizational measures to address minor requirements and tasks that are often important. Problem solving. It is important to exercise as much control over a project as possible. It is understandable that as a project management officer, you may not have complete control, but you must possess the skills to resolve problems and ensure that the project is on track. Problem solving skills are not just handy when problems arise, but can be used to foresee potential effects and obstacles of the project, and steps can be taken to prevent these drawbacks. Communication Communication skills take precedence for any project management officer, as it is necessary to relay important information to different personnel in the company. You should be aware of the expectations from the project and report all positive and negative developments to the necessary authorities. Awareness If you are an experienced PMO, you are already aware that your role never remains constant. Requiring evolution at each step, it is important to keep up to date with the latest techniques and resources used for project management. By being aware of the recent developments, you can incorporate new and more effective methods into your organization for greater success rates. Negotiation As a project management officer, you are required to network and build relationships with different professionals to complete the project as intended. Working hand-in-hand -hand with other professionals and negotiating with them can ensure favorable results from your endeavors, making it an all-important skill if you are a PMO. Seven Key KPIs for Effective Project Portfolio Management Keeping track of KPIs, or Key Performance Indicators, is absolutely critical to project management and success. In the absence of a system that tracks KPIs, it is nearly impossible to assess the progress of a project towards the predetermined goals. A Key Performance Indicator, or KPI, can be defined as a kind of metrics, performance measure, used by an organization for evaluating the results of a specific activity. It is important for the PMO to clearly define and get consensus on a set of measures in order to show that it adds value to the existing business. This consensus should involve all key stakeholders. The KPIs for project management needs to be examined under four distinct categories, timelines, budget, effectiveness, and quality. Here is a list of seven key KPIs necessary for effective project portfolio management. 1. Operational Efficiency The Operational Efficiency KPI is utilized for measuring the team performance as well as resource utilization. For example, the resource utilization measure looks at the amount of time invested on one particular resource or set of resources. In other words, it involves measuring and evaluating resource productivity. 2. Time spent plus adjustments made to project schedule. This KPI essentially measures the time invested by team members in a particular project, together or individually. It also looks at the amount of adjustments made by the team to the existing schedule, that is, the project completion date. 3. Budget Variance Each project starts off with a projected budget, which has a certain amount of money allocated to each resource and activity. The Budget Optimization KPI looks at the variations between the estimated budget and the actual budget. 4. Delivered Business Value 
You could easily term this as the most critical KPI in project portfolio management. The company uses business value measures for calculating the expected project value. Why is this metric so important? Well, projects are dependent primarily on the ROI when determining success or failure. 5. Alignment with strategic organizational goals. This refers to the process of evaluating a project from the point of view of how it is aligned with the company's overall objectives and unit and target investment. All ongoing business units are measured against set targets for cost and effort. Once the money is spent on these units, they are examined against two distinct factors, business investment and investment class. 6. Customer Satisfaction One of the key indicators of a successful project is greater client satisfaction. You might be surprised to know that there exists a PPM KPI that is designed to exclusively measure client satisfaction. And how is this done? The measurement is a cumulative analysis of stakeholder and customer feedback after project delivery. 7. Count of Errors This KPI for project portfolio management focuses on the number of times that tasks had to be revisited during a project. Both the time schedule and the budget of a project get affected when members end up reworking on certain things in a project. Read more about Thinking Portfolio, the easy-to-use, parameterized, and fixed-price portfolio management software as a service with unlimited users at thinkingportfolio.com. Six things a project sponsor should do for a project manager. Project managers and sponsors work hand-in-hand -hand on projects. Project managers do not get to choose the sponsor that they work with. Typically, a sponsor is already in place before a project is assigned to a manager. If your sponsor does not understand the roles that he or she need to fulfill, then you should be bringing up the same with them, else you may be held responsible in case the project falls through. Here are some essential functions of a project sponsor. Provide resources. A sponsor should ensure that a project has sufficient resources to go about its operations. Whether it is at the start of the project or due to a change in process, it's the project sponsor's job to see if the project is well-equipped resource-wise and arrange for the same if otherwise. Secure budget. Say you need additional funding or financial resources for a project, then a project sponsor should facilitate the same. Of course, this may turn out to be a smooth or difficult process, depending on whether they are relying on other departments for funding or otherwise. Facilitate change decisions. In a project scenario, any change that has to be introduced should be approved by the project sponsor. The project manager merely presents the change process to the sponsor, along with the recommendation and information on how it impacts the current project plan and timeline. The sponsor should facilitate any changes that have to be made if they find it suitable. Resolve issues. While most project issues can be handled by a project manager, some of them are out of their scope. This is where a project sponsor steps in. The sponsor will have to resolve issues related to project risks, conflicting objectives, and so on, which are not under the project manager's role of authority or supervision. Communicate with stakeholders. A project sponsor is undoubtedly the advocate of a project, and it's his or her job to obtain commitment from stakeholders. They communicate the progress of the project with key stakeholders and senior management from time to time by staying updated about project progress from regular talks with the project manager. Mentor the project manager. A project sponsor acts as a mentor to the project manager, 
just how the manager does to team members. The project sponsor guides the manager through operational decisions and business matters, so they take strategic decisions in the leadership role. Product life cycle versus service life cycle. The majority of time-bound projects have an objective in mind, i.e. production of a product. When the delivery of the project is done, the project automatically comes to an end. What is a product life cycle? In simple terms, the product life cycle indicates the revenue amount generated by a product over a period of time, right from its inception to its discontinuation. There are five common stages that make up a product cycle. These are development and planning, introduction and initiation, execution and sales, maturity and growth, and decline. During the introduction phase, sales are usually small since people are just beginning to try your product. It is the growth phase in which sales start to increase and reach their peak during the growth or maturity stage. Finally, there is a decline in the sale of the product owing to market shifts. The discovery of better alternatives could also lead to the decline of a product. It is important to understand that these stages in a product life cycle are usually sequential and may overlap. What is a service life cycle? A service organization will have to handle a service life cycle as opposed to a product life cycle. What does the management of a service life cycle entail? It is essentially a strategy which offers support to service organizations, helping them realize their gross revenue potential. The organization may assess various service opportunities as a life cycle rather than an independent event or even a set of solitary events. How is this helpful? It is useful in combining each service-based process into separate yet complex series of workflows as well as related business processes. The service lifecycle management typically includes these crucial elements. Administration of workforce, planning and forecasting of components, organizational asset management, knowledge administration, reverse logistics, management of repair and returns, and contract management. Service lifecycle management, or SLM software, is typically seen as a component of the product lifestyle management, or PLM software. SLM is helpful in reducing service cost and minimizes preventable return of any faulty products while improving operational efficiency of the service. What is common? While the product life cycle and service life cycle may be managed differently in an organization, they are both determined by the time period for which they can be marketed. For instance, the life cycle of TVCRT, cathode ray tube, has come to an end since a greater number of flat screen TVs are being bought by people today. Similarly, the era of voice over internet protocol telephone services is now in its growth phase, with more and more people showing an inclination to try it out. Hence, the service life cycle of traditional phone lines is slowing and coming to an end. When you have awareness regarding where your service or product is in the life cycle stage, you are better able to determine adjustments or refinements that need to be made so that they are kept aligned with the already developed vision, goals, and strategy. Please visit us at thinkingportfolio.com. Project Risks versus Business Risks A business organization has to manage both business risks and project risks, but there is a significant difference between the two. Let's try and gain some insights into what distinguishes a business risk from a project risk. Business Risks 
When you talk about risk in the context of business, it could be anything that has the potential of threatening the generation of profits at the predetermined target levels. Business risks could be quite dangerous for the long-term sustainability of the business. Business risks are largely about the decisions related to products and services offered in the market. When a company decides to manufacture and sell a specific product, there is always a risk with regards to the product not working as well as the company had expected. Sometimes marketing campaigns fail to sell a product. Other examples of business risks are changes in raw material costs, changes in shipping charges, new technological developments, and so on. To put it very simply, business risks are typically more general as compared to project risks. Also, they would have an impact on nearly all aspects of the business. Classification of business risks. Business risks can be placed in two broad categories. Pure risks, negative scenarios over which a company has zero control, or speculative risks, possible outcomes, positive or negative, of decisions and actions. An alternative categorization of business risks could be as follows. Internal risks, related to events occurring within the organization, or external risks, related to events happening outside of the organization. Project risks. Project risks are different from business risks in the sense that they refer to an uncertain condition or event that may affect one or more project objective. When estimating project risks, several people may end up listing all possible risks that could have an impact on the project. However, it is vital to do a careful assessment and see clearly whether you're listing specific project risks or common business risks. In the latter case, the list would be unmanageably lengthy. In other words, a business risk may be misinterpreted as a project risk. For example, key team members exiting the project or organization, or going on a long sick leave, should ideally be categorized as a business risk. It is not in the immediate risk management realm of the project and would be better handled by the HR department as part of the overall business process. In other words, this type of risk needs to be assessed under general business risks. As far as project management is concerned, risk management usually aims at identifying and analyzing potential project risks and minimizing their impact on project progress. A project manager, along with his team, can begin reviewing each project task on the project schedule and look for areas of uncertainty. For example, risks could be related to the adoption of some new technology or the lack of adequately experienced staff. No project is risk-free. And while there are plenty of uncertain events that could hamper the success of a project, these need to be correctly distinguished from common business risks. Seven Critical Steps to Project Crisis Management Every project manager knows just how stressful it can be to handle damage control in cases of distress. There's plenty of challenges that must be overcome for a successful project crisis management. And here are some of the best practices that every project manager can benefit from. 1. Assess your risks and have a plan in place. The first and most important thing to have is a plan in place to help you deal with a crisis. Before you go ahead with the project, you need to make sure that you already assessed your risks and came up with contingency plans for every possible scenario. This prepares you and your team for the worst. Despite how important a crisis management plan is, many companies still don't have it. Make sure you don't make the same deadly mistake. 2. Be calm and optimistic. When things don't go as planned, it can be difficult to stay hopeful, but try to be. 
Doing so will be a whole lot more helpful and productive than freaking out. As a project manager, you must remain clear-headed so that you can provide your team with the support and guidance they require. 3. Try to contain the crisis as much as possible. A practical step that shouldn't be missed is containing the crisis. Some degree of damage is already done, but don't let it spread any further. To achieve this, you must be able to think clearly and act quickly, while also effectively managing all communication channels. 4. Identify the cause of the crisis. After you are successful in preventing the crisis from spreading, you should identify what exactly caused it. Only when you know the reason can you take the necessary steps to repair the damage and get everyone on your team back on track. 5. Make sure to keep employees informed. Even in the face of a crisis, don't neglect your employees. You should keep them informed so that they know those in charge are doing everything to handle the situation. This encourages them to keep the business process going as smoothly as possible. 6. Remember to keep everyone updated regularly. Not just employees, but suppliers, partners, customers, and other parties involved should be updated frequently. This keeps everyone calm and in the loop while preventing rumors from spreading. 7. Revisit the plan as required. Once you've successfully managed the crisis, don't forget to go back to your plan and make any required changes. If you find that something works better, don't hesitate to update. Thank you for listening to Portfolio Management Back to Basics podcast by Thinking Portfolio. Please visit us at thinkingportfolio.com. 